Hey, Faith Community. I'm Jason here with Clint. We are continuing our walk through the New Testament. Today we find ourselves in Revelation chapter 2. And Revelation actually begins with some letters uh, to the seven churches we saw in Revelation chapter 1 that, that John has a vision. Jesus says uh, he's going to show him some things to write these things down. And we get into some letters. And so, Clint, what is the purpose of these letters being written to these seven churches. Right. So the first purpose is that Christ is instructing John to write to them. Okay. So the the actual purpose here, it seems like we find that out when we start reading the letters. It seems like there's a huge pattern of, um, well, not a huge pattern, but a simple pattern of um, you have commendation, you have, you have commands, and then you have counsel and uh, rebuke. Uh, not always in that order. Um, it kind of might be jumbled around a little bit. And some of the churches don't get rebuked at all either. Um, but it seems like in the main text of each letter, there's kind of that pattern there. And I think it's really to say if, if, if there's something in the church that needs to be fixed or that they need to be repenting of to do it, otherwise, here's what you're doing right and keep doing it, do a good job. So that seems like the purpose of these letters. Um, back in Revelation 1, um, uh, he instructs to write, him instructs John to write to these specific seven churches. Um, here, uh, and I think it's really to kind of like get them prepared for mm. revelations soon coming. <laughs> right. So, so I mean, that doesn't just flat out say, you know, here's why I chose these seven churches. But um, knowing what we know about these churches and their location, why do you think that, that these seven churches were chosen? Right. So these seven churches um, are in cities that are pretty key in the Roman world, when they're sectioned out, uh, when it comes to post, like like a messenger's path. Mm. Um, if a messenger were to start in, uh, I think it's the city of Miletus, they were to sail to that city, and they would go north to Ephesus and be like this big circular path that they would hit all these cities, this would be the order in which they would hit them. And so these specific cities, this is where information, if you're going to distribute information, you would distribute them in these specific oh, okay. cities here. That's cool. And so when we look at a text like this, there's there's some key things that we could draw from it. The first thing we want to do is we want to understand, you know, the original intent behind that. What is this written for? Um, what do we learn about these churches and what Jesus has to say to these churches? And the second thing is, is there anything that I need to change or that I need to, you know, be encouraged to, to do as we is coming off of that? And so what can we learn about these churches and then what can we learn from these churches. Right. So all scripture is uh, useful for teaching, correction, reproof, training, righteousness. And so um, we're going to look at that and and uh, what we can learn from those things. So the first one's Ephesus, mm-hmm. right? And so the commendation for Ephesus, what they're doing great is their works, their labor, their endurance, their hard workers. Um, they're good at weeding out false apostles, people who are saying they're apostles, and Ephesus saying, nope, uh, we're going to test you against Scripture, and then finding that they're false, they're liars, it says, um, and they've persevered for Christ's name, uh, and they hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which um, briefly described could be they use Christian liberty to justify sinful behavior, as it were. So um, they hate those practices, and so th- that's the commendations for Ephesus. The rebuke of them the, for Ephesus is that they've lost their first love. It's almost like in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, when it talks about um, if I have 
do all these things without love. I'm like a clanging symbol. So they're kind of being like the clanging symbol yeah. right now. They're doing all these things, but they're not doing it uh, with the first love that they had for Christ. Kind of like a new believer. They have that love. It's like they've, they've lost it. They don't, they don't have it anymore. Um, and so the command here, and it's, the command is similar. It's just repent. Repent of this sin. Um, look how far, how far you've fallen, and then do what you did at first. So the things that you did to show love for God, go back to doing those things. See how far it was and go back to it. Yeah, there's a, you know, when life gets difficult, we get off track, whether it's because of sin or some other things, just go back. Go back to the gospel. Go back to that saving message. Go back and, and reestablish your faith. And that next we have have Smyrna. What's going on in, in Smyrna? So there, um, it seems like they're staying faithful among current affliction. It seems like they're going through a really hard time. It says, "I know your, um, I know your pains. I know your afflictions are going on right now." He really gives no criticism to Smyrna. Uh, in fact, he says, "You're going to be in affliction more." And it says specifically for ten days. Yeah. And he he mentions prison, and he says, um, "Remain faithful even to the point of death." So people could be dying here, but he promises the crown of life to those who will be suffering. So no criticism here. Basically says, "Keep doing what you're doing. I know it's hard, but in, in the end, you stay faithful. You receive the crown of life." Yeah, and it's it's incredible that you know of all the churches, Smyrna is the one that gets. No rebuke. They just yeah. n- n- nothing bad to say about them, and and so if, if we're if we're going to be like a church, let's be like Smyrna. Exactly. What's what's the third church? Third church is Pergamum, and the third city, um, and there the commendation. What they're doing good is keeping hold of the faith and not denying faith in Christ. Um, the rebuke for them is some members are holding to uh, two teachings. Um, so one is. Uh, teachings of Balaam. This goes all the way back to Numbers. If you're interested in this story, a long history. Numbers, <laughs> hundreds of years ago, Numbers chapter 22 through 25 um, is Balaam and his donkey. If you remember that, Balak hires Balaam to like curse the city of Israel, and he can't. It's a it's a whole crazy story. So I'd go back and read that if you want to see that. It's really cool um, to see that mentioned here. I mean, it's bad for this church to be <laughs> believing this. I'm amazed. I've like it doesn't say exactly what those teachings are, other than he just mm. placed the stumbling block there um, in order to corrupt Israel, and that's a whole other story which we'll get into. But um, so they're still holding to some of these ancient teachings that are wrong and bad, and they're also now they're tolerating the teachings of the Nicolaitans, which is what the church of Ephesus was weeding out and saying, we aren't doing this church is accepting that. So like kind of taking those Christian liberties farther than um, they're not liberties anymore. Now you're just in sin there. So that's the, the, what they're doing wrong. That's the rebuke and the command again is repent. Um, And it comes in the, at the end of that, he comes and says, I will fight against them with the sword from my mouth. And I mean, repent or you're going to start dying. We don't (laughs) want to be on that side. No, no. And then the, Next, we come to Thyatira. Mm-hmm. Thyatira is the last church in chapter two here, the fourth church, um, and so they're they're commended for their love, their faithfulness, service, and endurance, and um, and it talks about their last works being greater than the first. So what they're doing now is even greater than what they're doing in the beginning. So it mm-hmm. sounds like a pretty great church so far. What their problem is is apathy. They they've failed church discipline. They tolerate a woman named Jezebel, who's a self-proclaimed prophetess who lures people into uh, temptation, immorality, and she doesn't want to repent. And it talks about people who have been lured by that to repent, and it's similar uh, consequences here to the church of Pergamum. Uh, Repent or... 
people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and so we've looked at we've looked at four churches in this chapter. What can we learn as as a whole from that? What can we take away from these these four churches? Right. So there's a reason church discipline is a thing, and that's to win people back. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so there's a wide spectrum of temptations and things that can creep into the church if the leaders of the church aren't alert and aware and ready to weed out false doctrine and bad theology. Um, you know, a shepherd and their sheep, if you don't stand guard, the wolves will come in. Um, and a church, churches are taken out from within. And so if you let those come in and you don't enact church discipline, um, it's not a fun process, but it is a rewarding one. Um, and it's really important, and even in individual relationships, talking to somebody about their sin, confronting somebody, as we're commanded to do, is not fun, Yeah. but it has its rewards. And so kind of the same thing here, talking with them. I mean, this is Christ addressing these churches directly, right. but it's the most loving thing he can do. Repent of this, follow me, um, and turn away from your sin and come to me. So anyway, that's uh, don't act like slaves to sin when you're alive and free in Christ. That's what we can learn from these churches. Yeah, and it's these churches, like the information Christ is giving them, nothing is is new. Like no. it's, it's stuff that they should have known, and it's just what you said. It's just, okay, take, take the word of God seriously, uh, live it out, and you'll be blessed because of it. Right, and if you know better, live like it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next time as we continue our walk through the book of Revelation. God bless. Bye.